0: Zelda Informer Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, I wanna just thank everyone for helping us reach two hundred thousand hits on our podcast. It's very exciting for me, it's very exciting for the guys. It's been uh, less than a year, a little bit less than a year, and we've already made it this far, so I, I'm so thankful for all the support you guys put in. Uh, Please keep putting those reviews in on iTunes. Uh, Please keep favoriting and sharing the podcast on Podbean and whatever apps you use on Facebook, anything like that. Uh, Commenting on the post. Everything always helps, you know, helps us get a word there. there. Follow us on Twitter if you can. Uh, Those will be down below. But uh, thank you. I just wanted to say that now. Um, But here's the news that happened this past week. The Symphony of the Goddesses' performance has announced that they will be featuring some of the music from unreleased games. A portable and decently affordable Steam machine has been set for holiday 2016 release at $299. Google has changed their company name to Alphabet, not the actual search engine, don't worry, with interest in expanding their services. And the internet was ablaze with criticism of Toei Animation's recent Dragon Ball Super episodes, noting the terrible animation quality with almost rough draft and laughable uh, animation segments uh, happening frequently. And for fans of of The Science Guy, the Bill Nye documentary has broken a record as the largest funded documentary in the history of the site Kickstarter. In more gaming news, Final Fantasy XV will be arriving in eager gamers' hands across the world on the same day this year, as Square Enix announced that a worldwide release date, the Bro Road Trip, the Broad Trip, if you will, will be coming sometime in 2016. And Destiny has dropped Peter Dinklage as the voice actor for Ghost due to his incredibly demanding schedule. Also, Capcom has finally announced a Resident Evil 2 remake, so, yay. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm a fan of the series, but like I don't really pay them, so I'm really looking forward to actually sitting down and getting into this one. And last but not least, an EA executive has said something stupid, which isn't surprising considering it's EA, uh, but not 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 terribly stupid. Uh, he 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 mentioned that in an interview that Kojima and Konami should kiss and make up. You can read the full article below and everything else that I mentioned before uh, in the description in the article on Zeldinformer.com. Uh, Thank you so much to those of you sending fan topics this week. Uh, We're going to read out one of them. Uh, The opening theme song for this week, as always, is brought to us by Brandon and Company. They're some wonderful people. And uh, the theme for this week's newsread was actually brought to us by Botanic Sage, and it's called Gruesome Beats, Uh, if you guys couldn't guess by the the way it sounded. Um, Once again, I'm your host, Adam. Thank
2: you so much for joining me. This week, we have... Hey everybody, it's Jeff. I'm back for another podcast, and uh,
0: yeah, what?
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Hi, I'm Zach Carson. Uh,
3: I I've done some video editing work in the past for Zelda Informer, and uh, right now I've actually got my own YouTube channel called Pop Punk Game Time, where I do some game reviews and other um artistic video work that uh, usually uh. Has a lot to do with video games.
1: I like it. I watch it. I'm a <laughs> <Thank> fan. <you. laughs> I'm a subscriber. I'm a critic. <laughs> that's that's fine too. That's that's all J- Jeff does. He just messages Zach daily, like, "Hey, I watched your latest video, and uh, here are some my my uh, concerns." And it's like three pages long. It's like,
2: "Oh I'm god!" Try I'm to make sure it's a bulleted list. Make it easy to read. You
1: uh you blinked uh several times, and I thought they were it, totally unnecessary blinks. He's uh, secretly my producer. <laughs> yeah, secretly. And last but not least, this week, uh, for the first time on the podcast, uh, my name is Darren.
0: Uh, I'm an editor at Zelda Informer. I am also on the wiki staff, and that's about all I do.
1: I am very boring. You probably read his articles a lot because he writes a lot of them. He does write. Yes, a lot. I do. He's a very active member. Th- glad to have you with us, man. Thank you. Uh, I tease him behind the scenes a lot, but uh yeah, I'm glad to have him here. So, what have you guys been playing this week? What have what has been going on in your gaming lives? Well, uh for me. Uh, I actually started uh Resident
3: Resident Evil 4 because you know a lot of people say oh, it's it's good and personally for me I've been playing uh I was more of a Silent Hill guy and this is pretty right. much like my first like Resident Evil experience so
1: mine was probably uh, Shattered Memories I think it's called the Silent Hill game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's uh, the 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 writing for that one is just so good. I have I haven't of, tried like, that one. Do <clears throat> you need to? It's for the Wii. It's probably one of the best uh American made Silent Hill games. That's like Uh, the um, really psychological heavy one, right? I think it is. I think it is that one. Uh, I really like it because I love psychological horror Mm -hmm. more than anything. (laughs) I've personally
0: Uh, never played a Final Fantasy game, but I hear they're awesome, and I plan on playing Final Fantasy 2.
1: Good, good. The first six are the best to start with because those are like the traditional Final Fantasy experience, I think. Um. I uh, are you thinking of getting the the remake of Seven, or would like if you had to choose, Darren, would you choose the fifteen remake or the fifteen release or the Final Fantasy Seven remake? Like, which would you play first if you had to choose?
0: I would play Seven just because I like getting into um a game series like as early as possible.
1: Right. Okay, I got you. Well, the thing about that's that's kind of convenient about Final Fantasy is that there's not so much of a connection between the games. Like you you can really just play any of them. And, you know, you can go back and forth. Oh, right, right. Um, uh, But, yeah, that's actually that's a good way to look at it. That's good because you you can see what kind of, like, changes from that one to the newer ones, uh, like what, what the the process going into it design-wise. Um, and there are some definite improvements, I think, that will be going into the newer one. Uh, but, yeah, that's very cool. Jeff, what have you been playing?
2: I'm not sure if I've played any. Oh, I did play a video game this week. I honestly <laughs> couldn't remember. Uh, no, I understand. Because I finished my semester and I've been moving. So I was like... Mm-hmm. and and my Wii U is packed up, so I, I don't really have... I have my 3DS. Um, But I did go over to a friend's, and we played Smash Bros., and there's actually some... There's actually one particular story from that, uh from our matches that I want to share. Okay, um, go for it. Do you want to share
1: it now, or do you want to wait? Uh, I don't know. What do you want? I want to hear it. Let, do you guys want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Say yeah, it, it okay. Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So
2: much support. <laughs> tell us the story, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, come on. Tell
1: us the story.
2: But anyway... <laughs> um so we played Smash Bros for Wii U. Okay. And uh we did two things. One was just one on one between uh the two of us. One on one. And the other one was just like online uh for glory mode. Um and it was mostly us just messing with people. Um there's a few fun ways to approach for glory if you don't really care. Um in team battles. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those is both of you play as Wario, and you just use the bikes, and you go back and forth on the stage, because so it's, oh really it's really that. hard to respond to that. Um, that is amazing. Oh my God. The only problem with that is, um, my friend had done that, so he knew how to do it, however I don't really play as Wario, so I was really bad at turning around on the stage, so I kept falling yeah. off. Um, it's a pain, because I, I made yeah. Kirby in that game, and like, dealing with those bikes is just, it's a hassle, it's yeah, not even like... It's, it's, a, it's a hassle, but anyway... Um, more fun than that. Like we we kept playing and we had some fun. Um, and for some reason, like between the four of us, we had like three shulks, and I don't know why. But oh <laughs> God, we. I
1: still hate your shulk. It's, it's, it's probably fun. still the hardest shulk I've ever played. Well, I, like
2: people play... I don't counter as much anymore because I feel bad about it. N- oh my, no, no, counter. no. Keep do- no, just keep doing it. You <sighs> yes. need to you
1: need to punish people. I know. It's and like I it's funny. I play shulks here, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm in shulk," and I'm like. I've played people that are way better at this. Oh, speaking of which, I'm so sorry to interrupt you once more. Um, y- did you know that guy that does like the the uh, the how to play 101 series for like Smash Bros characters? Let's pretend I
2: do and keep going with the story.
1: Uh, like he'll put like like really fun or like really interesting combos that you can do, and then he'll put like wrecked, 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 are like you all these about like stupid
2: Smash Academy.
1: Is that I what it's called? It might be Smash Academy. I think so. Um, but it's like, they put like really funny things every time it was like a really hilarious combo. Um, but there was one that just came out for Kirby and smash four and I was watching and I'm just like, these are all the combos I already do. <laughs>
2: like he's just doing what I do. Um, but anyway, so my, f- my favorite story from our, from our many matches that we played, mm-hmm. um, you know, we switched between our various characters that we prefer. I like playing as, uh, Zelda, Rosalina, um, Link, Shulk. And like one or two other characters. So all the blondes. All the blondes. Um, <laughs> but I, um, oh, and I played as Ryu once and it was fun. Um, but I was playing as Rosalina against my friend and I forget, I think he was a Fire Emblem character and he was doing, we, we were pretty even matched. Um, mm-hmm. but the best part of the match and we, we couldn't get over this, like it wasn't even our final life, but it was so perfect. Um, he hit me with some smash attack, and I I got um star KO'd. However, I was Rosalina, and Luma was still on the stage. So I got I was in the star KO, and I used a smash attack. I just uh a, a um a side smash, and I killed him.
3: First. Oh my god! He died first, <laughs> oh and god, I was amazing. like, that
2: was the last life. That would have been my most. That would have been my yeah. We saved it. Um, is it? Can, wait, does, is there YouTube functionality yet? Yeah, there's YouTube functionality. I Do you have that uploaded? Uh, I don't think he uploaded it yet, but I can ask him to. Please, because <laughs> I would love to like either see that or like share yeah, it down below. I it. I, yeah, yeah, I want to see that. No, but it was beautiful because I've never gotten a KO from the grave with uh with Rosalina. The best part, but the best the best part of it was. Well, the thing is, you have like a, such a small window to do no, that. Yeah, you do. Um, but there were a few things that made it great. One was I, it took me like half a second to notice that Luma was just standing next to him and he was just standing there. Um, and the other thing was that, um, he got, he KO'd first. So if that had been our last live, life, I would have won. Um, oh however, God. we had one more. <laughs> so we just like both started with zero, you know.
1: Wrecked,
2: yeah, but it was. I think you won the match, though. Like that's like. Yeah, no I don't, need, I don't even out. remember who won the match in the end. I just. It doesn't matter. It just, you won. It made it perfect, so I was really happy about that. That was. Uh, I didn't play much uh, many games this week, but I, I I made it count. Right, right. That's that's often what it matters. We also played a little bit of Phoenix, right? Okay. Yeah. I I really want to get into that game. You should. It's um. I, uh, started playing it with my girlfriend just because she, I thought she'd be interested in sort of like the video game novel type you genre. You were asking me about that sort of stuff, like, you know, trying yeah, to find yeah, games yeah. to like, play with your girlfriend.
1: Um. I give you a few things. Did you try any of the games that I recommended? We those? didn't end
2: up trying those, um, mostly. You should try Duck Game. <laughs> we should. Um, but <laughs> Oh, we... that game is awesome. Yeah. But, um, we play Phoenix Wright. I actually got Phoenix Wright, uh, Trilogy mm-hmm. for the 3DS, and we play that when we're together. Um. But it's a lot. It's a it's a fun game. The humor's the humor's great. Uh, the puzzles are fun. Some of them are infuriating. Uh, but it's a great franchise if you've never checked it out. All
1: right. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I just want to give out uh, one more thing. I want to give a uh, recommendation for those of you who like to like read like manga and stuff. Uh, I don't know if I've recommended this before. I might have. Uh, Boku no Hero Academia. And if I have recommended that before, another good anime that is based on a light novel is called Overlord. It's one of those MMO style ones. Uh, I think it's PG-13. I would definitely say that, if not a little older. Um, so if you're going to watch it, you know, make sure you're you're able to watch it. If not, don't watch it. Read Book <laughs> No Hero Academia. Uh, 50 chapters, you'll be happy. It's great. Um, and uh, that's just what I wanted to recommend this week. I didn't get to play many games. I played uh, Faster Than Light a little bit, and I died. Like twice <laughs> immediately, because I'm terrible at it. Just... Oh, the ship's on fire. Let me just, you know, suck out all the oxygen to get rid of it. Oh, I accidentally sucked out too much oxygen, and I killed everyone. Cool. Or, uh, you know, I just would, like, wander around the galaxy and let the Federation catch up to me, and it didn't work out very well. Um, and Shadowrun is just kind of like a D&D-style kind of game on the computer. You have to mm-hmm. look into it. I can't really describe it. It's, it's a very sci-fi-esque uh, RPG. If you ever played Neverwinter Nights or anything like that, uh, you'd like it. If not, check it out. It's on Steam. It's not that expensive. Uh, especially there's a lot of plenty of expansion stuff that you can get into. Um, so that's my recommendation and those are what I've been playing this week. Um, but I want to ask you guys, what do you, you think that like, just to, just to clarify that I'm not the only one that feels this way, the the new symphony of the goddess stuff. Um, that is definitely the Zelda U music, right? Like you think that's, it's probably the Zelda U music
0: hopefully. <laughs> um, personally, I think it's more Triforce Heroes because Nintendo wants to promote that game since it's coming out sooner rather than Wait, later. But do you, don't you
1: think they would use a name? I think they Or do you think they're like just trying
2: to like build on whatever hype they can for that? So I think it's just of... them staying quiet about it. I really okay. don't think I mean if it were Zelda U, yes, that would blow the roof off of it and it'd be absolutely phenomenal and I'd be I know that I personally would just be super excited. Um just right, like right. when the, the the gameplay came out at the video game awards out of nowhere last year. Mm. However, I'm with Darren. Uh I think it's gonna be Triforce Heroes. It comes out like nine days after that, so i find it right. uh, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't promote it. And Adam, you remember when we played Triforce Heroes, the music was fun. It oh, was, the music I, was great. I, I, really I thought the music enjoyed was, it. was and it probably like fantastic. Yeah, and it had a very different vibe. Um, from some of the music that we've heard in the other games, it felt
1: familiar but not too familiar. Yeah,
2: uh, it it but, stick to similar motifs. Yeah, but I really think they're gonna. I, I'm with Darren. They're gonna be promoting the game that's uh, coming out in like a week and some odd days after that concert.
1: All right, all right. Um, one other thing, like, uh, isn't it? It's kind of crazy. Like, I didn't expect the Symphony of the Goddess thing to be going on for so long. It's it's kind of one of those. Those things that you expect to be like a special event and then just kind of disappears into like memory. Mm-hmm. But it's been going on for how many years now? Like three? It
2: has to be like three years now. At this point. Uh, Well, it started in Zelda. It started in the 25th anniversary year because that was four years ago. Oh, my God. Has it been four years? <laughs> it has been actually. Yeah, it might have been. Wow. Because it started in. it was like alongside uh, the release Man. of Skyward Sword. We saw that in high school. We did see that in high school. Yeah,
1: it's been a while. It was, um, <laughs> it was good <laughs> been his old defend for a long time um
2: yeah, yeah. all these just, all these
1: all these all these long four years. years ago <laughs> yeah, four, four four whole years wow Adam I've been his old defense since I was three years old thank you person who's commenting in the section below right now <laughs> um I understand and I'm sorry I'm I I respect your your prowess um but I mean but yeah, you do know you guys...
2: Nintendo ex- has expanded uh, their offerings now they have the Pokemon Symphony too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are you going to go see really? that? I'm like not sure.
2: I'd love to. S- I'd love to see the Pokemon. I think Symphony.
1: the name is cute. It's something like a. It's like s- Symphony of Evolution or something.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's it's called Symphonic Evolutions.
1: Yeah, that's cute. Oh, that's uh, adorable. Yeah, it, it's clever. Right? Yeah, it's
2: Pikachu with a little conductor. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's adorable. Yeah, stuff. it's super cute. And I don't. I don't know. Uh, the biggest thing I heard about that one recently. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Quick shout out, uh, today is Koji Kondo's birthday, and by today I mean oh. the day this podcast was recorded, which was August 13th. So, Kondo! not actually today on Saturday. You the man. Yeah. So speaking of Symphony of the Goddesses, that wouldn't have been possible without him. So, Koji right, Kondo. Right. Um, but anyway. Right. Well a um, lot of the the stuff in Zelda wouldn't be the same without him. Oh yeah, of course. Oh not. Definitely. definitely. Um yeah. not
1: in, in many series in many. I think he's probably series. my favorite designer for the game series. Yeah, he's it's which he's is fun fantastic. to which is funny because you think like oh Miyamoto or Onuma, Aonuma. Fun. But Aonuma, honestly, like what he does for the series is usually like he tends to make it more mass appealing as opposed to being like, you know, uh true to message. Good Kondo tends to want to go true to message. I mean I he suppose has, like those I I uh, he wants to add hidden meaning and depth and, you know, Miyamoto is very, you know, hesitant about that sort of thing, obviously, because, you know, sometimes you could lose people when you do that because um, you can get too niche in
2: who you're catering to. I mean, I um, wouldn't say anything about I wouldn't say anything specifically about it, I don't know, like, yet uh, until we see more from Zelda U because if he's right, really right, trying well, to blow the roof off and like make this game that is just right. awesome because it's awesome and not awesome because it's doing what all the other games are doing.
1: No, no, no I'm not game. saying that. I'm just saying it's like... It's a different style of approaching it, and I think I tend to enjoy Koji Kondo's style a little bit more. Yeah. And it's not to say that
2: one's better than the other. Yeah, but anyway, um, with the Symphonic <laughs> Evolutions, uh, they they actually announced via their Twitter that they'll be having, a, at one of their upcoming concerts, uh, the the guy who's in charge of Game Freak, uh, Masuda. Masuda, that's his name, Junichi, oh. Junichi Masuda. Uh, he'll be making an appearance at one of their upcoming concerts, and I'm like... I wonder if they're doing an announcement, because um, that sounds like a big deal to me. And we also are waiting for, like, the next big Pokemon game. We already have, like, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, which is, like, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't had a big Pokemon release in a while, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Well, the the main thing is that we haven't had, like, a main series Pokemon game announced for this year. Um, and that's surprising. because uh, I like it. Pokemon I like T. the refresher. No, I, I I like the idea of, like, taking a year off and, like, really coming back with, like, something really cool. But, you know, Pokemon for the NX nx and zelda first day let's do it um that just (laughs) blow everyone's minds um but anyway i think that they're probably going to talk about uh, Miyamoto walks on
1: stage completely silent and he tosses a wii u in the trash and he just picks out (laughs) from behind the trash (laughs) a present and he like unravels it it's the nx and he's like (laughs) throw away your wii u and you just like see everybody just like like nodding in agreement and they just do
2: it (laughs) they just understand Miyamoto said so uh but Yeah, he's going to be appearing at one of the upcoming concerts. I forget which date it is. I think it's in September. Uh, but just just go buy all the tickets just just to be sure. (laughs) Go buy tickets for every single release just in case. Uh, so I don't know. I'm hoping something comes from that. Uh, I know that last year Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire weren't announced till fairly late in the year. It was kind of a, it was, it was not only a surprise, but it was like, Oh, now we only wait like so, some odd months. The game it was it, it was out. better I think cuz it like lives on the hype. No, yeah, it, it it I I like the closer to release date announcements. Right. It's uh That game, nice. do you think
1: that game got like fun like from what I can tell it got kind of mixed reactions towards the end. Like at first everyone was really positive but then people started to like really look at it and I mean, kind of changed their mind and
2: start to get really opinionated about it. It was a little difficult because, like, Pokemon X and Y was fairly well-received just because it was, like, the big upgrade to 3D. We've got some new features. It's really nailed the online connectivity of the franchise. You can really battle or trade whenever you want, wherever you want. And that was a big deal for X and Y. Um, However, uh, for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, it was the retelling of an old story that we we already knew. They added some new elements, some new story elements. It was pretty interesting. Uh, However... It was a lot of the stuff that we already saw with X and Y... Yeah, the new mega evolutions for certain characters. And third generation were great, was kind of a but, weird
1: generation to begin with. It was.
2: Uh, it did introduce a lot of important mechanics, like natures and uh, more, right. more, more of the abilities aspects and like right. the breeding aspects.
1: But we didn't remember the the how strange it was at the time when we first played it. Exactly. Like I, I certainly remember that, that yeah. was my hesitation with the first with the Ruby and Sapphire third generation off the bat was that it was just a strange, strange generation because
2: so mm-hmm. much was changing. I mean, the and first... not necessarily like. I'm sorry? Uh, I was just gonna say, uh the first Pokemon game I actually owned was Pokemon Sapphire. I actually never I, really? I played I play I got to play my friend's version of uh mm-hmm. Crystal, but I had never owned a Pokemon game until my, I until Sapphire came out.
1: My first was actually uh Pokemon Blue and Yellow. Those are my first two games. Oh, nice. I'm Adam. Yeah, my first Blue. was Very actually uh Pokemon
0: <laughs> Y. I came in late to the series. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. That must that's, be interesting. I just, that's, that's I watched strange.
0: Pokemon so much as a kid, but I never had a Game Boy. Oh. Uh, I the game um, experience. <laughs> so when I got a 3DS, I'm what like, it, wow, it, there's this new Pokemon coming out. I'm going to play it. And I got it. And mm-hmm. I just fell in love with the series. And I started playing others like Fire Red. And I just got so Fire like, Red's into great. it.
2: Fire I Red still great. have uh, Pokemon Sapphire and Pokemon Fire Red for Game Boy Aww, Advance.
1: That's good. I think I still have my copy of uh,
2: Ruby. Jeff, we should trade. We should trade. If, <laughs> actually, I actually think I have a copy of Emerald too. You know, I miss those. Probably the most interesting thing that just like blows my mind in terms of the longevity of the Pokemon franchise. And mm-hmm. it's funny, I actually listened to podcast episode six um recently. Oh,
1: that was our episode that we la- that was our last big Pokemon discussion. That probably. was
2: yeah, that was like Dead Pokemon theories or something like that. <laughs> uh we, Dead Pokemon and, and conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah, and uh, oh, of I was on that one too. And you brought up um the longevity of the franchise so i think someone asked about it, it was a fan topic um mm-hmm. and for some reason it's the only episode of the podcast that's on my phone and i have no idea why um yeah because the audio is terrible i can't hear myself jake sounds weird uh you sound weird and i'm Nate crying we're all crying it's terrible it's like there's a fire in the background everything's burning. probably but should
1: i remaster the episode <laughs> remaster the <episodes.
2: laughs> anyway um yeah uh zelda podcast hd um Oh but God. we, when we discussed the longevity of the franchise, that actually reminds me. Uh, now that we're talking about like the original Ruby and Sapphire, it kind of blows my mind that you can have a Pokemon that you caught in the original Ruby and Sapphire, and there is a way where you can actually transfer it to Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire games that came out more than ten years later. PokeBank. Well, PokeBank, along with PokeTransfer and Poke Safari, and like all these little methods, were and Pokepoke? step by st- Pokepoke. <laughs> Pokeboat? <laughs> Pokeboat, Pokeboat, Poke a Poke. Poke boat. Poke boat. Yeah. Poke a plane, uh, poke a bicycle. Yeah. That's a lot of things. But step by step, you can get it into the game and you get it like a little certificate that says like bond to friendship or something. And it's like, oh, <laughs> that's cute. And I've seen little comics that are like uh, someone when they're like 10 and they caught Latias for the first time and like, oh my gosh, I caught Latias and getting it to like level 100 and then like transferring it into the new game and playing Pokemon to me. And it's like,
1: oh, you're everything no. I
2: dreamed of when I was 10. No. <laughs> and it's really cute. <laughs> I think oh. I don't know. I think that's neat. I think
1: that's cute. Stories like with
2: Jeff. <laughs> stories with Jeff. yes. they're always it's cute. Story time. <laughs> Full <of laughs> stories.
0: Better than stories with Rosalina and Super
1: Mario Galaxy. Stories with Jeff. Stories with Rosalina. So I uh, I'm like a space princess or something. That's pretty <laughs> neat. Do you like? Do you like have power? Kind of. <laughs> I have stars. They're my kids. They become planets. I'm like a space giantess or something. I'm not even that, sure. Are we standing on one of your kids? I don't know. <laughs> Kid, you're a plumber in space. You know, just <laughs> take take things as they come. Okay, don't don't be asking questions. All right. There's a devil comet. <laughs>
2: That's neat. And.
1: I have no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> do you want to get into some of the fan topics this week? I don't know. I, I, like yeah. not,
2: I like not talking about relevant things.
1: Let's talk. Let's avoid stuff as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Some people think that that's our goal. I promise it's not. Um, but uh, I really like one of these fa- the, the, one of these fan emails recently. It really got me. Um, so I want to just focus on these two topics this week. Um, here it goes. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months, and it's really reminded me of my love for Zelda. I was motivated. I was motivated by the podcast to play *A Link Between Worlds* and a few others, all the games, which brings me to my first questions. In *A Link Between Worlds*, Hilda list- lists the- in *A Link Between Worlds*, Hilda lists the traits of the Hyrule Triforce represent- representations: uh, wisdom, courage, and power. Sounding a little surprised by them, as if the Loweril Triforce had different representative traits. Do you think that Low Rule Triforce has different traits? And if so, which ones? <laughs> I read a few theories, and my favorite so far is beauty, faith, and truth. Um, hmm. Thank you for your topic. Uh, this is from Tessa from Montana. And she says, P.S., Chris, I don't care what anyone else says, you're great. Aww. Little cat face. Um, so, Chris was actually originally scheduled for this episode, but things came up, so he missed out on that one. I'm not going to mention it later, so he'll have to listen to this episode, and hopefully he is. Hi Chris, if you are. Um, <laughs> hey Chris, uh, you the Bay. Yeah, ten out of ten Bay. Um, this actually was really interesting to me because I, I always thought um, in my head canon was that the uh, low Real Triforce had to be the opposites of the high Real Triforce. So uh, wisdom, courage, and power would be innocence, uh, um, something like uh, meekness and uh, and frailty. I guess not really exactly. Uh, But, like, positive versions of the opposite aspect. So, instead of wisdom, you have, like, like uh, innocence. So, like, a lack of wisdom. But, you know, like, a a certain sense of wonderment. Mm -hmm. And instead of courage, uh, uh, carefulness. And then, instead of power, uh, strategy, I guess. Something like that. Meekness? Not meekness. Because meekness is kind of a negative sort of light. Uh, But what do you guys think? Uh, First off, off the bat, do you think it has to be negative in their... In the sort of aspects of the Triforce, because, uh, spoiler alert, uh, uh, Ravio is the antithesis to Link in, and uh, the Laurel universe or dimension. Yeah. As call it. I'm not I really sure. don't think so.
0: Because, um, I mean, the Laurel Triforce, even though it looks all dark and like black, before laurel was plunged into the state it, you, as you see it in the game it was a happy kingdom until things got messed up the fire so, nation right <laughs> so i i don't think its attributes would have to be negative right right i don't
2: i i think you're on to something with the whole um opposite opposite aspects but sort of treated more positively because it makes okay. sense in terms of like what ravio is
1: yeah, because Ravio is like especially like in terms of like, like carefulness
2: or something like that, um, or um, it's probably a I don't know caution, Foresight? maybe caution, yeah, caution, something something along those lines. Um, I don't know. I think that makes sense. Um, my first response was going to be um, because I I I don't know I I I think I was channeling Jake. I just wanted to say like swagger, swagger, and more swagger, and those are the three components that made the perfect little r- low rule yeah
3: I'm, I'm not sure how to answer that question because uh when i played a link to the past uh like it seemed like uh <laughs> everything in there was like a dark welcome evil to the laurel
1: triforce we have power <laughs> instead of power we have impotence i just wanted to make that joke oh <laughs> i'm sorry <It's> okay. <laughs> please continue what you were saying because it was probably more interesting I, I highly doubt that, but, um,
3: <laughs> so, so, uh, I, I guess it's like, I'm, I wouldn't really know how to answer that because, um, playing a link to the past, uh, I, at least seemingly to me, it seems like pretty much everything was like a dark, more evil version of like the light world. And
1: so, um, and, but oh, I'm the, really, uh, I was really con- let, yeah,
3: I was, I was really confused with,
1: uh, is the Gold room the same thing? I was, I, I was never sure. I, I, I always know. thought there. were. Jeff, would do you know? I'm sorry? Uh, Is the, the Golden Rum and the Low Rule, they're two different places, correct? Yes, they are. Okay, just making sure. Let's
0: yeah, go yeah. with Darren.
2: He sounds confident. Who's
1: well, Darren? Well,
0: it's just A Link Between Worlds is one of my favorite Zelda games, so I know more about it than another Zelda fan might.
1: <laughs> He's calling you out, person just, in the comments. I want to hear you in the comments, <laughs> A
0: Link Between
2: Worlds fans. Do you bleed? You will. <laughs> Stupid. No, but that makes sense. Um yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I think that theory sounds about right. I was a little bit with Zach initially with the idea that they're probably something dark and uh negative, but like Darren was saying, if it was originally a positive realm, maybe they could have become corrupted and embodied new things and that's where they got dark. Um maybe they originally were more in line with uh power wisdom. And, uh, courage, uh, but they were changed and maybe Hilda forgot about that or didn't know about that. And so, hmm. yeah, so they used to be the same things or very similar. I mean, the things. possible
1: counter argument would be that, you know,
2: maybe she's just surprised because it's the exact same. That's true. That's true. Uh, it could be that, um, maybe she's just reading them upside down because the Triforce <laughs> is upside down. And she's just It's <laughs> like, this is Their eyeballs
3: are upside down. <laughs>
1: it well,
2: says, <laughs> or Rib-b-b-b-b-b. Everything
1: in low-world is the same, just upside
2: down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so something right. like that.
3: All right. Yeah, I, I guess my consensus on the whole thing is just, it's just too confusing to me because in uh, A Link Between Worlds, when you cross over, it's like, like there are characters now that aren't like purely just a darker, more evil version of it. They're they're not like all entirely like that, so it's just confusing to me a little bit, I
1: guess. You know it'd be funny, if there was a third sequel called The Link like A Link Between Possibilities. So where, <laughs> when, and why. Or a link around worlds.
0: <laughs> just like with a purposely messed up lore. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just a bunch of nonsense. Just to mess with people. And the uh, the main the main director of the game is Sakurai. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I do wonder yeah.
2: though. Um, <laughs> with the success of A Link Between Worlds, do you think there's a chance that another Zelda title could get a potential direct sequel? Um,
1: depends on the game. Because I think I mean, that we more already... of the earlier games definitely, because like games like Link's Awakening, or uh, uh, the Oracle of Seasons and Ages, uh, could get a possible—I could definitely see the, those two games and the unreleased third one getting combined into one fluid story that gets released as a as the Oracle game. I think it's possible. I mean,
0: I know Phantom Hourglass is considered to be a sequel to The Wind Waker, mm-hmm. and the pho- and the Phantom Hourglass was not received as well as A Link Between Worlds. So I think right. A Link but Between it was earlier, Worlds wasn't it? Yeah, I think A Link Between Worlds was. Nintendo's way of trying the direct sequel thing again, and since it was received so positively, I think they might try, you know, to make another
2: direct sequel to a different Zelda game. I mean, I'm thinking that's probably gonna manifest itself in Zelda U, just because, in terms of a timeline of releases, we've got Triforce Heroes coming out, so we've got our handheld Zelda, or new handheld Zelda taken care of. We've got Harbor Warriors Legends coming out next year, so we've got our, like, other zelda-esque release and then we probably have zelda u i don't imagine we'll have like another release between that time maybe we will um so i imagine that zelda u could be a direct sequel and i actually really like the idea there's one of the theories is uh the idea that zelda u is going to be the discovery of new hyrule uh that takes place between phantom Mm -hmm. hourglass and um and spirit tracks Tracks. and i'd really Mm -hmm. like the idea of them treating that more as a direct sequel to Wind Waker. Uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of ignoring Phantom Hourglass, I'm sorry. Um, but... Oh, dang. I, I'm sorry, but I think that'd be interesting. Hourglass what? Phantom what? <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> uh, but the first, the first thing I actually thought of what, when we are talking about direct sequels was the idea of a direct sequel to Twilight Princess, but, I don't know, it kind of ended pretty, uh... Pretty, like, bleak. Well, not like just bleak, but thing. like, it had the closure, unless you were gonna yeah. go like a Majora's Mask route where, you know, Link goes searching for Navi, and it, in this game, he goes searching for Minna, or for a way to the Twilight Realm. Maybe? But it, it, I don't know, it, it. And then he summons Lord Dagon. <laughs> sure. Um, and then we
1: have our Lovecraft connection.
2: Exactly. It's. For it, those
1: of you that care.
2: It'd be, or understand that joke. <laughs> at all. It'd be perfect. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I I like the idea of. I can the hear people turning off sequel.
1: the podcast as we speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you, I think it'd be
1: cool to see something like that. But it, they they do kind of say like at the end of Twilight Princess, like you'll never see her again. Got but she it? said, "See you later." <laughs> it was kind of ironic. <laughs> I don't know how to describe yeah, it.
2: Yeah, well, I I still I'm in the camp it was that like believes we're gonna. Optimism in the face of yeah. like imminent demise, I guess and. But I'm still in the camp of, um, that we're gonna get a Twilight Princess remake. Um. Well, Jeff, you know what? Nobody likes Camp. Okay. <laughs> I hated Camp. Uh, I did hate Camp. <laughs> but I, I really do think we are gonna get one. I've, I've mentioned this before. There were hints in Majora's Mass 3D. Um, and it just, it just makes sense. We, th- there's an unstoppable train of remakes. They're all gonna happen yeah. sooner or later. And Wind Waker HD was the last one. Uh, that was a main series one besides for Majora's Mask. So I really believe that Twilight Princess is the next one to happen. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that'd be cool because if they do decide to go sequel to Twilight Princess, it'd recontextualize and people are like, oh, yeah, this is the game. That makes sense.
1: Right, right. Right. Um, one more thing that they asked us. Uh, my second question is similar to the first, but much, sim- much simpler. Which Triforce do you relate to or value the most, wisdom, courage, or power? I personally value courage, but perhaps I've just played too much Zelda lately. Thanks in advance for answering, and please keep up the great work, Tessa from Montana. Thank you again, Tessa from Montana, and if you have any of your own fan topics, theme songs, submissions, anything like that, send this to us at Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's Podcast at gmail.com. I didn't link it, uh, I didn't mention it earlier, I don't think, uh, but we really do appreciate when you guys send in stuff, and I read through everything. Uh, I promise. I may not always email, email back, but I do read it. And just so, to uh,
2: reiterate, That's spelled Z as in Zelda, (laughs) E as in Elephant, L as in Letter, D as in Dog, A as in Alphabet, I as in Informer, N as in No, F as in Frog, O as in Otter, R as in Reading, M as in Marble, E as in everything. R as in red. <laughs> <laughs> Dot. Uh, oh wait, no, we're not there yet, sorry. Dot as R, in R as in red. P as in podcast. Oh my god, okay. O as in over. D as in dog, again. I really and hope you're enjoying this at C, home. C as in cat. A as in aardvark. <laughs> S as in spider. I hate them. T as in uh, how did I Triforce. Triforce. Wow. Good one. At as in the at symbol with the little (laughs) circle around it you know. uh, Shift 2. Shift 2. G as in (laughs) Google. M as in milk. A as in apple. I as in Intro. I hate Jeff for doing this. <laughs> L as in love, like Adam loves me for doing this. Dot as in a dot, you gotta know what that is. C as in computer. O as in... Oh my god, please stop. Oh my god, please stop. He's almost there. And M as in magnificent.
0: Okay, like can I just say I was very disappointed that D didn't stand for
1: Darren. Oh, I'm sorry, Darren. I would have... <laughs> there there was no to for there. Adam, so... Yeah, I, was- I was
3: just disappointed you didn't use, like, Zelda references for every letter... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was kind of like hoping for that too. You know what? Yes. This was Deep a, this was, an on, this was an on the spot thing. If you want to give it a try, I'm sure we have enough time. Check out to the do comments below where I'm sure
1: other people will offer their <laughs> recommendations of what we should have said.
2: Yeah. Um, we could do it again. Probably
1: not. Probably people will just talk about like their cable bill or something because our comment section is always just weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us about your cable bill. <laughs> don't tell us about your cable bill. We don't tell care. Tell us about Netflix. We don't care. Ah, oh, freaking Time anyway. Warner, man. Do you guys remember the topic, or should I just repeat it? Because I'm sure got, most of you do remember. Favorite part of the Triforce. Uh, it the Triforce. Yeah. Okay. Which one do you identify first? with? It. Hmm. Does anyone want to go first?
3: I guess I'll go first, even though I don't really have a, a solid answer again. Then why would you ask
0: to go first? Because nobody else was saying anything.
3: I He's mean, brave. Put...
2: <laughs> He's courageous. I yeah, bet I know. Your courage is. Courageous. His.
0: Okay, mine would have to be courage because I'm courageous for even thinking about joining this podcast.
2: Did you just cut Zach off? Yes, I
1: did. I was just. Your, your triforce symbols, the triforce of rude. <laughs> triforce Whoa. Of rude.
2: Snap, snap. It wasn't that funny.
1: <laughs> okay, I feel
3: like everybody else cut me off at the same time. Shut up, Zach. We're trying to cut you off. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. Sorry. Um, personally I'd say power.
3: Power, okay.
1: Yeah, because I like Ganondorf. Yeah. He's my he's my he's my main man. He's quite a hunk. Yeah. He's a Hylian ha- hunk.
2: I'd have to identify with wisdom because I like to think <laughs> before I speak.
1: Yeah, well, you didn't think before he said that whole, like, introduction, like, uh, poetry alphabet thing for the podcast, (laughs) you know.
2: Sometimes wisdom is... Mister, I like to think,
1: oh, I'm going to shoot again with these light arrows, but I'm never going to hit him once. I'm helping, Link. Shut up, Zelda. You're not helping at all.
0: I think my serious answer would be I'm with Jeff. I like to take time to think about what I'm going to do and a decision I'm going to make, and wisdom definitely helps if you're already making an aspect of the Darren,
2: Triforce. Darren, I already called dibs. Go back to Courage. <laughs> yeah, I know it's Go good back. for you. am
0: just Wait, so all
2: over the place. Zach, you get the middle space. <laughs> Zach gets the middle, the, the Tetra Force. He gets I'll the theoretical get fourth part of the Triforce.
1: Oh my god! Or he could
2: just take the whole low. He just takes the whole low rule Triforce.
1: We're gonna need to yeah. get into that one one day, aren't we?
2: What the Tetraforce? Yeah, I think so. Oh goodness, I hope not. If someone asks <laughs> about it, I mean, sure. But if we can avoid it, uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd be equally that'd be preferable. Preferable.
1: Preferable. <laughs> That's a bunch of nonsense right there. Um, trying to make sense of that thing. But Jeff, um, the
0: fourth triangle on the Hylian shield is definitely a fourth Triforce
1: piece, even though it's upside down. Yes. Yes, best than fan theory, ten out of ten. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I think it's interesting because it's like each piece of the Triforce doesn't really make sense in their uh, by itself. It makes sense in comparison, like as a part of the other pieces. Like the courage to use power, or the courage to speak up, and you know use your experience, or the wisdom to to know when to be courageous or when to use your power, mm-hmm. or the power to be able to think.
2: Well, wasn't the idea of, I mean, the big thing with uh, Ocarina of Time was Ganondorf wasn't able to obtain the whole Triforce because he was imbalanced?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's most people. Like, that's the idea is that most people are imbalanced and they tend to lean towards one aspect of the Triforce. But the
2: embodiment of the, tri- of the Triforce usually has, like, major flaws. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that's, uh, that hasn't made sense to me is the idea that, like, Link can access the Triforce, yet he embodies Courage. So, yeah, does he actually he shouldn't, embody all of, all of them?
1: So, you're saying, like, theoretically, he shouldn't be able to, ask to a, like access any single piece at any given time. Or, by the end of the game, he should slowly become less courageous and more wise and more powerful as a result. I mean, that's kind of the pro- progress of the game itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, it's you know, that he's
2: becoming less courageous. I think that he's... Well, no, no, with, but he's,
1: he's focusing on it less. He's well, using other aspects. Sort of. It's like, like he has that through. inherent
2: courage that gets him on his journey. And then over time, he gets wisdom, you know, knows how to defeat these enemies, he gets power as he becomes stronger. Um, in more battle stuff. Ready. Yeah, he gets better stuff. And then I, by the end of an adventure, he's like balanced. I guess you could say the whole game is is like balanced like that because, of
3: course, you start out as like the courageous character and then yeah, you take on the the monsters and the enemies and the bosses and you gain like power from that and then also um, you know, you use what you learn from all of that could is like wisdom, as mm-hmm. you progress through it. So,
1: wisdom just seems like laziness.
2: Hey, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like. I could go out, but it's wiser to just stay here and do nothing because you know, all of it is just meaningless in the end. Yeah, that's why Zelda never like leaves anywhere. Oh. Just kind of <laughs> hangs out. It's like you want to do an adventure? Go ahead.
2: Clearly, like you've there's no never reason to stop you. Well, shush. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're you were gonna say, "Well, no."
1: <laughs> I I did not. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it.
2: That's okay. You know, you know. You do. No,
1: really? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen the uh, switching topics here? Have you guys seen the the screenshots of the toy
2: animation stuff
1: for Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> yeah, Ball Super? Yes. <laughs> yes. My God,
2: it's it's weird because. Um, quick little funny anecdote. Toy I animation. I'm I'm at home for this week, and I was talking to my folks. And, uh, I was just, you know, we were chatting about what I was going to do this week and I was like, yeah, I actually want to go see a Dragon Ball Z movie. And I'm like, did you say Dragon Ball Z? Cause they remember when I watched that when I was a kid mm-hmm. and they're like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, there's a new movie out. He's like, isn't it really old? And I'm like, no, this is brand new. Resurrection of F. Freezes back. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Again. And just like, oh, okay. So
1: Yeah. It's a good thing we have the other kid. <laughs> this one's weird. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, I saw those screenshots. Those those were yeah. wonderful.
1: Toei Animation just has an issue. Like Toei Animation is notorious for like doing
2: poor quality stuff. Honestly. I mean it's not constant. It's just I mean no, it's
1: it's very constant. It happens a lot.
2: Well, if you pause it in when you part, when you say that it happens a lot. Do you mean that it's like consistent with episodes, or do you mean that it's just a recurring thing that every every so
1: single fight they will have that issue. Because they're cutting corners. They're trying to get through it as quickly as possible. And mm-hmm. the problem is that, like, they're retelling the same story. If you watch the movies, you'll be getting the same story as the first 25 or so episodes, probably more of the 50 episodes that they're doing, uh, because they feel the need to backtrack and retell, and it makes no sense, um, especially considering, first of all, they spend a lot of money on the movies, so the quality of the movie animation is just phenomenal. It's top-notch. It's, it's the finished product. And usually with a lot of shows, sometimes they'll do this, where, you know, the... The animation itself on TV will be lower quality. Um, that has that's been done in the past. Uh, but the, then the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever release will be the finished product. Um, so it'll often look better. Uh, the animation frames will look a lot better. Because, you know, they're just trying to get it out as quickly as possible. Because it's hard mm-hmm. to make an animation. Um, but Toei Animation is notorious for doing this. All the time. And it's, it's something they can't really do anymore considering the age that they, we live in. We have the internet age you know streaming is so easy to do that pausing at any given moment is very likely you know people can stop at any given one of your frames they're not going to be in between frames they're going to be stuck on an exact frame yeah someone can watch everything frame by frame and see what you did mm-hmm. and you have to account for that you have to be prepared for that and it's crazy cuz tow animation is so much money put into this they have so much of a they have a, such a big budget set for them on this that you think they would you know Put a lot more people in on the, the project. They would make them, they would have a large staff working on it or as many people as they could possibly find. Yeah. Oh, no. any style of animation. I mean, I remember the Sailor Moon stuff was atrocious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Cause a lot of the time they would reuse pieces like the, the eyes from like one thing. They just pick it up and they drag it into the next thing. So like eyes wouldn't match up with the exact head motion and things, but that mm. was just so that they had eyes on that animation like piece
2: very strange stuff. I mean, to be fair, well, not really fair, but more of a understanding of the why. People are just so excited to have a new Dragon Ball Z series that as much as they'll hate on some of the animation aspects, they'll still watch. They'll still watch, but it's it's definitely like I watched the first episode and I was kind of disappointed. I mean, the first episode wasn't that exciting. It was pretty much like, it, it was basically okay, we're back with Dragon Ball Z. Here's a new intro. Here's what the characters are doing. Yes, we've just confirmed that we're going to rehash the entire movie that you watched and enjoyed. And the next one. And the next one, obviously. Um, so there's no so point in watching the series yet. Yeah, so so enjoy that for the next I don't It know, probably year killed the ratings so. to do that.
1: It probably killed it. Because, like, other than that first episode, everything else is something we've already heard.
2: Yeah, uh but anyway, um they're probably just riding the Dragon Ball Z hype wave. And even so, with this to be fair, they've gotten a lot of viral attention just because of the bad animation. I imagine there are people who have just watched the episode just to see the fight between Beerus and right, Goku. But they're not watching yeah. it on
1: they're not watching it on the the services they're monitoring. They're going to be watching it illegally to watch and stop frames and like look and see how bad things are.
2: That's true. That's true. But still, they're having people talk about it.
1: Right, but it's not—it's not good press. It's really not good press, Any and it's going to—it's going to kill them in the future, because people are going to watch for one episode to see how bad it is, and then never tune back in because they're like not going to deal with that. I don't know; it could, yeah, b- it could turn line. into a show
2: that you just want to watch for fun to make fun of?
3: Right, b- but bottom not, line, though, it's like it's messing with their integrity as like you know an animation studio. studio.
1: Yeah. I mean, Toei Animation kind of already buried themselves in the ground with that one, but this is making it more public. Like, you, it's something that people have known, but it's not something that was, like, so public knowledge. And it's on something that's so it.
3: cherished. It's Dragon Ball Z. So Right.
1: Right. I mean, Sailor Moon was big. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Probably gonna get flack for this. Um, <laughs> but I guess Dragon Ball Z had a wider appeal? Yeah, so, yeah, possibly? I can see that. Maybe. So, uh. it might be... Well, it might have been just the fact that it happened with, with, uh, with uh, Sailor Moon, and people were pissed about it, but now that's happened again, it kind of amplified that original, like, anger and frustration. So that might be why it's now coming to light more and more. I mean, I think
2: the uh, worst issues. thing about it is that Sailor Moon, uh, the new one, really changed the animation style, like, completely. Um, yeah, it was really weird. It went towards, like, more like a JoJo-esque, like, Vogue thing. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing was, like, as improved, as the, as, improved as the general animation of like, uh, quality Dragon Ball of the, Z Super like- is... It's still, you can tell it's in the same style.
1: Right. It looks like a bumped up style. It doesn't look like, and I'm not going to lie. I thought the the new Sailor Moon style looked terrible. I thought it was like taking everything that was good about the old one and just like ripping out all the texture and detail Mm -hmm. and just replacing it with like flat, bright colors. It's like, it's like watching an artist be like, yeah, I drew this really complicated like picture that's like a perfect model of a person. And now I'm going to use crayons and draw circles and a smiley face and call that a human body. I'm like, that's. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good animation. It's not good art quality. No, and not. I mean
0: any animation, if done poorly, can be bad. Like I, people give a lot of crap to Sonic Boom, which is a bad game, mm-hmm. and uh people picked it apart, watched some of the cutscenes, and um slowed them down frame oh by my frame, God, like so you were funny. saying. Yeah, And yeah. there was all this crap going on. And everyone's it's like, what so the heck funny. is
1: this, Sega? Develop a good
0: Sonic game for once. It was
1: amazing. But see, like, with that, it was kind of hilarious in how bad it was. Um, there was a few things in, like, the Dragon Ball Z Super stuff that was so bad it was funny. But uh, I think with Sonic Boom, it's, like, it's a little bit more absurd because it's, like, it's 3D modeling. It's not as difficult to fix, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and, and, of course, I believe, like, because it's Sonic, like, it kind of, you know, gets away with it. Right, we expect <laughs> it, so we kind of appreciate it when it happens. Yeah, it, we just kind of think, like, oh, it's Sonic, and we'll kind of forgive them for that and let them do, like, mm-hmm. more stuff.
1: Right, but if you go back and watch Dragon Ball Z, honestly, like, nostalgia kind of gets in the way, but, like, it's it was a boring show. Nothing happened. Well, it was so drawn out. -hmm. Oh my God. I watched like the, I watched some of the movies again. I watched some of the episodes again. Nothing happens ever. It's just a lot of talking. For a show that's supposed to be like all about like, you know, fighting and stuff, it's just talking. Endless talking about how the fight's going to be so fun and how it's going to be great. And we're all going to go on this picnic together next week, Adam. And you're invited. And then I show up that day, and no one's in the park. And I don't know where anyone is. No one's answering the phone. And then I see some pictures of everyone going to P.F. Chang's. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And that's what happened last Thursday. And thank you for doing that, guys. Real Definitely. nice move. I'm just kidding. None of that happened. I, I went to P.F. Chang's.
3: <laughs> it was good. It was Jeff all along. <laughs>
2: <Jeffy> Jeff, you monster. <laughs> it was Jeff all along. All along. Yes. It was me. I knew you'd do this to me. Yeah. But um, I think the last thing I wanted to mention about that, just because Zach uh, talked about Sonic Boom, Darren talked about that too, was the idea that Sonic Boom was goofy in mm-hmm. and of itself. So having mistakes within the goofiness just kind of adds to the feeling. I mean, um, the game was pretty goofy and the show was even more goofy. So mm-hmm. it just kind of works that things are messed up.
1: I guess. Anyway. Um, by the way, for those of you who are listening, uh, humble bundle which is a online retailer of like games you do things for charity give money to developers uh you can pay any price you want um, if you haven't played dark souls before but you're interested uh, the first game is part of their humble bundle this week uh it's 10 bucks and you get uh well it's 10 bucks to get dark souls so basically you're just paying 10 bucks for dark souls and you're getting some other uh neat little indie games on top of it uh, i highly recommend it i'm probably gonna do it when i get the funds together it's going on for the next two days if you're listening to this on Saturday when it comes out um, so just hop on that if you're interested. It's pretty hard. You might need a, a computer controller if you're going to play it on your PC, which is the platform they sell it for. Hmm. Um, so yeah, just wanted to <laughs> throw that out there. Uh, yeah. Oh, one thing that I want to bring up that I saw earlier this week was, uh, there was a, one of my friends, because uh, I, my friends know that I'm really big on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've been trying to avoid as much as I can from spoilers, uh, for the new movie. I've seen some, like, teaser stuff. Everyone dies. Anyway, um, but, like, <laughs> someone was showing me the, uh, costume that Mark Hamill will be wearing in the new film. Oh, really? And a picture of it, and he looks great. I was really excited Oh, yeah, I about saw it.
0: that, too, and that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, all old, but, like, <laughs> he's still wearing the Jedi robes and stuff, and he looks really cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's something I saw this week that was really nice. What do you guys feel about, like... But that does kind of remind you of something. I, when it comes to, like, spoilers, or just, like, knowing information in advance, like, trailers versus teasers, like, where's how do, how do you fall on that? Because I know a lot of people usually get kind of annoyed when they're, like, you know, t- trailers usually reveal way too much information. Uh, I remember when I saw How to Train Your Dragon 2, I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything, and I loved it. Because I didn't know any of the plot twists or anything that was going on. But they revealed almost all of them in the trailer
3: the The one thing I hate about like trailers, though, for movies, like in general for anything, is is when uh, the trailer is solely consisted of all the best parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, when I walk out of that after seeing a trailer or something like that, it's not that I felt like it was spoiled. I just felt like you know, I like I was let down or something.
1: <laughs>
3: all
0: right, let I'm gonna me use oh, go the revealed trailer for Zelda U as an example that gave us a little bit of gameplay. It did not give us any story or anything else. Um, same with the Game Awards footage. And I'm a person that expects a little bit more from a trailer, and I don't mind minor spoilers as long as, you know, m- huge plot twists are kept out. But I'm a guy that likes to know a little bit about the movie before I go into it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, for me... Uh probably the most recent example or the most prominent example I can think of is when Hyrule Warriors was coming out because, uh, we had to report on all the details from the game and I'm not hugely against spoilers. I tend to, if a game comes out in like Japan and we're not going to get in the U S for a while, I usually spoil myself. One game that I haven't done that for is Fire Emblem Fates and I'm very proud of myself. Um, Mm -hmm. but, with Hyrule Warriors, since we're reporting on all of that, at first I was a little hesitant. But then, I mean, that's kind of our job. We got to cover the news and, you know, put up a spoiler warning for those who don't want to hear it. Uh, but for those who do want to hear it, we got to put it out there. So I just sort of got over it. And that's kind of how I approach it. If I if it's something that I need to look into or report for either Zelda Informer or Gamnesia um, mm-hmm. or I just need to know about, I'll go ahead and spoil it. But if it's a personal preference thing, I'll, I'll usually try to avoid it.
3: Yeah, right. yeah. I feel like a lot of it is, you know, um, it, it's in your hand if you, you know if you can control being like spoiled on something or not. Um,
1: Jeff, when you mentioned uh, uh, you know, worldwide releases versus you know like different regions getting releases, it immediately reminded me of a uh, Final Fantasy 15 because mm-hmm. it, I think it's really huge that you know they're announcing that it's going to be coming to all regions at the same time because of that. Because that usually is a big issue is that, you know, spoilers are going on. And, like, I remember Sakurai gets, like, really uppity about that sort of stuff. Like, very public about, you know, just, like, please don't do it. I
2: mean, I feel like um, companies
1: are pushing a little bit more
2: for that. Uh, Pokemon's mm-hmm. big. It makes sense. Yeah, no, it, makes, it makes more it, sense no, in the digital No, it, it does. And uh, probably the most, uh, the best example of that is the Pokemon games. Because it used to be that when Koro Koro, a prominent Japanese publication that usually uh, gets Pokemon information for upcoming games first, uh, would leak information uh, the Pokemon company in the States would not say anything about it. And it'd just be like mm-hmm. known by those who wanted to search it out, but never announced. But nowadays, uh, whenever Koro Koro puts out something big, like a new Pokemon or a new Pokemon game, that's coming out. Uh, Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon company in America or game freak, um, Typically makes an announcement in the following days because they're like, well, people already know about it, so we might as well put something out there. And they and they have it prepared. They you know they have translations and official announcement, and they put something on the official website. So they've been really good about understanding that that's just how things kind of work now.
1: Yeah, there's no getting like, around it. Sometimes you can't treat the the regions of that differently in terms of information sharing because it will get around. Oh, especially find a way. with the internet
0: today, people are sharing oh, yeah. stuff like crazy. Sites like Gameyzer are putting that out. You know, it's just the internet makes things hard, but you can also say that it's a bonus that you know. Otherwise, information that comes out of Japan, you might not know until the game releases. Well, now you can know it ahead of time if you'd like to. Right, right, right. I agree. I think it's. I think it's a good thing. Um, but yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, steam machine. I'm not sure if we talked about that yet. We have not talked about that in depth yet. <laughs> when I um, saw that um Gamnesia article about how the price was revealed and release date. Mm-hmm. That was By the the way, first that,
1: that, that price is uh is ten, is uh subject to change after the pre-order period. They oh. said that that's that's going to be the pre-order price, but after that, you know, it's uh it's definitely going to be uh, mm-hmm. higher.
2: No, the first thing that strikes me about that, like, um, I imagine it will be very impressive. So mm-hmm. I'll probably feel less, um, against this once I know more about it. But 299 right. is a lot for a portable system. I mean, even right. when the 3DS was like really high out there at 250 um. I think there's the,
1: uh, the higher end version of this thing where it's like, you can get like 4G streaming and things like that. It's more about like, can it play games from the 2000s period? Like can it play games from like 2007, 2006? Mm-hmm. And can it can it stream? Like those are two important things. Will it blend? Um Will it blend? It probably won't. Um but it's called the this this Smock Zero. Um,
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Smock.
1: That's that's a yeah. weird name. S M A C H. So S Mach 0, I don't, Uh, it's, there's no space between S and Mach,
2: so sounds gross. (laughs) It does sound a little gross. But, I don't know, I like the idea of another competitor that might, um... Bolster the handheld market? Well, not just bolster the handheld market, but give the, as much as I enjoy the 3DS and Nintendo's uh, handheld offerings, um, I like the idea of a high-quality competitor that could do what the Vita couldn't. Which is present a really nice handheld that has a lot of advanced capabilities that you wouldn't normally expect. And a lot of
1: games. A lot, a lot, of, lot games, of different games.
2: Because of of, everything on Steam is yeah. a big, big offer. Exactly. So if it really can offer that, and again, if if it can just if it's Steam game prices, then that pretty that kinda justifies the price of the console. Because you're gonna right, be able right. to get plenty of games without too much of an issue, including a bunch of your old favorites. Right. Right off the mm-hmm. bat. So especially right. if you make it compatible with your current Steam, it library. could
1: it could definitely be the, the, the I mean the big thing about Nintendo is a lot of people complain about you know the indie market for it. Um, this could be the indie portable, the portable indie machine for a lot of people. Um, oh, definitely, I definitely I mean, see myself playing the game. Steam
0: like, has a lot of indie games, and I own a few indie games on Steam. I own a bunch and, of indie games on Steam. Right, being able to play those like on the go with your Smok Zero would be really cool, and it would entice me to buy it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a pretty fair. I don't know if I'd pre-order it. Uh I'd probably wait to see, you know, how it, it goes before. Oh, I get same into it. here. But yeah, it's definitely. like uh definitely with I can imagine the price up like it'll co- like how much it'll cost when you if you don't pre-order it'll probably be like 350 more likely. Mm-hmm. Um it's still pretty hefty, but you know, like it's it's offering a lot. Um the uh the other thing is that uh I can't remember what I was talking about. Um, it, it reminds me of, you know, like, hesitating to get into it. A lot of people have been saying good things about Windows 10, but myself and a bunch of other people are still pretty hesitant to, to download it um, just because it's a big change. You haven't gotten uh, Windows 10 yet? I have not. Have you? Yeah. I've oh, taken the we... plunge
0: as well. Oh, yeah, same here.
1: Come yeah, on, yeah, I haven't. A... going to press <laughs> <And you> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> You know, I'm just like worried about my programs, really.
2: I'm just I worried mean, about everything that One thing that I was pleasantly surprised about was everything was pretty much, everything was in the same order I left it. It just was, yes. Windows 10 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, your
1: desktop will be exactly the same. I've heard like even, like if you leave like sticky notes on your desktop and then you do the upgrade,
2: they'll be exactly where they were. Yeah. And I like that. And one of the other things was, I mean, the only uh, big thing that, um, that I dealt with was I read up a little bit about the, uh, the privacy parts of, um, Windows ten and it does take a lot of info and send it to Microsoft and things like that, but you can just go to your privacy well, settings and turn those off.
1: Right, right, but it's it's more to make this it better. Really, it's like
2: to try and help improve it because it still isn't it still kind of in a beta period. Um, no, this is Windows ten. No,
1: it's been officially released. I mean, it's... they did okay.
2: have a, they did have, didn't they have a first release period or something like that? Yeah, they had a beta something period for like a long that. time.
1: I remember the conference where they announced it and I was really excited for it. I remember that was a mm-hmm. great conference. I think it was like three hours long and I watched the whole thing. Um, well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. It's been a fun episode. It was a little bit short, but, you know, we mm-hmm. got through everything we wanted to get through. Thank you to uh, Darren, uh, Jeff, and Zach for, you know, helping me out and doing this episode with us. Uh, sorry about, you know, we, we originally were planning to do an interview this week, but some scheduled things happened and uh, we'll, we'll definitely reschedule it with them. Uh, so look forward to that in the future. Uh once again, if you have any topics that fit, uh theme song submissions or cover art that you'd like us to use, send this to us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. I know some people have wanted to send us some things in the past. Uh just email us about that, we'll 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 figure it out. Um and uh yeah, I hope you enjoy your week. I hope that you enjoyed the stuff you heard from Gamescom the past, like two weeks ago, was it? Or was it last weekend? Uh, last week, something I like believe. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff, still. Um, and uh, have a good week. Uh, check out the recommendations I gave you. Check out Botanic Sage. Uh, check out uh Geesh Online. Check out our the open the outro theme for this week. Uh, is here is his Hero of Time remix. As always, we love it so
2: much. Yeah, and we really check using out it. check out Zach's page, and also give oh us a look. Goodness. Yeah, um, and also give us a look on iTunes. Uh, we right. could we uh do really well when we get more ratings from fans. So if you've been listening for a while and you enjoy what you hear, just shoot us a rating on iTunes. You can find us pretty easily. We're the only podcast titled Zeldinformer Podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you search us up, you'll find us very easily and you can just
1: drop that rating down there. If you have any topics or themes you want to send to us or anything like that on Twitter, be sure to send this to me via tweets at ABC Milkman. The link is down below because that way I will get them immediately because I always check that. Uh, I don't run the Zeldinformer Twitter. I think Jeff does at some points, and we have other people working on that, but they're not always able to get straight to it, because it's a lot of stuff. Um, I don't have as many followers, it's so, you know, easier to see it. <laughs> um, so, thank you again, and uh, have a good week. Bye-bye. See you later. Hey. Oh my god, I saw something really funny on the Sonic Twitter today. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> we it's, all make uh, mistakes. Yeah, we all make mistakes. I kissed a princess once. You'll get back up, and it's like Sonic, please
2: stop. My, favorite, <laughs> stop. my favorite one was the one from Twins Day, where it was Knuckles and Knuckles oh, and Knuckles. That was yeah, that amazing. Was I love the Sonic Twitter so much. It's a sh- it makes me Twitter. It's great. Watch out. <laughs> Woo!